You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ruthie Fearberg, and this is Why We Theater, the podcast that digs into the onstage works we love to make the offstage change we need. After all, that is Why We Theater. Last week, the topic of our panel episode diverged from previous episodes. I decided to highlight Interstate the Musical, written by Kit Yan and Melissa Lee. In case you haven't listened to the full episode, which you absolutely should do, unlike the plays and musicals previously featured on the pod, Interstate is not about the issue we discussed. The show is about a pair of best friends and bandmates who go out on a road trip slash tour and experience a major falling out. These bandmates happen to be an Asian American lesbian and an Asian American trans man. There is a subplot that follows Henry, a young trans teen who finds their music and holds onto it as a beacon as he grapples with his own gender identity. But the show is really a best friend road trip story. It is not issue driven. And yet, after talking with Kit, we decided an episode about Interstate was necessary, and it did fit the mission of Why We Theater. Because shows about Asian Americans are few and far between. Shows about trans folks are few and far between. Shows about queer women are few and far between. And shows at the intersection barely exist. And it's not enough to just exist. These stories need to be written and performed authentically in order to make positive cultural impact for artists and audiences and, as it turns out, positive financial impact for producers and presenters. Authenticity was the heart of our discussion last week, which also included experts A.C. Dumlau of the Transgender Legal Defense and Education Fund and Sheena Brevig of the Center for Scholars and Storytellers. Sheena called on data that demonstrates authentic representation has concrete impact on viewers and the box office. So for example... A musical that authentically portrays Asian Americans and makes them the leads benefits Asian American viewers by improving their self-worth. It benefits non-Asian American viewers by improving their open-mindedness, cultural competency, and overall socio-emotional capabilities. And it tends to make more money at the box office than a musical that inauthentically portrays the same traditionally marginalized group. In that episode, the five of us deliberated about how we ensure authentic representation and how we can get producers, theaters, and studios to greenlight projects that have non-white 
or non-male or non-straight or non-cis central characters because we just need more. So in this vein of more, 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 I decided this week I'd recommend multiple pieces of art to put on your list as your cue and place on your shelf. First up, the novel If I Was Your Girl by Meredith Russo. The book is a Stonewall Book Award winner. The Stonewall Book Award is the first and most enduring award for LGBTQIA books. It was also an Amazon Book of the Year and a Goodreads Choice Award finalist. Russo's book follows Amanda Hardy, who, after years of bullying and assault, moves away from her mother to go live with her father. Here, Amanda gets a fresh start where nobody knows she used to be Andrew. Now, unlike Interstate, this book is very much about grappling with trans identity. As the author acknowledges in her official author's note, she made, quote, Amanda's transness as unchallenging to normative assumptions as possible, end quote. So Amanda is white. She is attracted to boys. She passes as a woman easily. In fact, let me just read this section of Meredith Russo's note. To my cisgender readers, which is to say to those of you who are not trans, thank you for reading this. Thank you for being interested. I'm nervous about what you might think of this book, though maybe not in the way you might think. I am, of course, anxious that people might not like it, but even more than that, I'm worried that you might take Amanda's story as gospel, especially since it comes from a trans woman. This prospect terrifies me, actually. I am a storyteller, not an educator. I have taken liberties with what I know reality to be. I have fictionalized things to make them work in my story. I have, in some ways, cleaved to stereotypes and even bent rules to make Amanda's transness as unchallenging to normative assumptions as possible. She knew from a very young age. She is exclusively attracted to boys. She is entirely feminine. She passes as a woman with little to no effort. She had a surgery that her family should not have been able to afford, and she started hormones through legitimate channels before she probably could have in the real world. I did this because I wanted you to have no possible barrier to understanding Amanda as a teenage girl with a different medical history from most other girls. Amanda's life and identity would be just as valid if she didn't figure herself out until later in life, or if she were a tomboy, or if she were bisexual, or a lesbian, or asexual, or if she had trouble passing, or if she either could not or chose not to get quote-unquote bottom surgery. I hope that having gotten to know Amanda, you will not apply the details of her experience as dogma other trans people must adhere to, but rather as inspiration to pursue an ever broader understanding of our lives and identities, as well as your own understanding of gender and sex. Recognizing all of this, I think If I Was Your Girl is a great starting point for any beginner who is cisgender who wants to understand a trans experience. I also think it's a powerful way to explore other trans experiences if you are trans. But that's obviously not my perspective. The book was extremely helpful to me as a cis, het, white, privileged woman. First of all, a novel allows you inside a character's head, which isn't always the case in other art forms. Seeing things from Amanda's perspective, I understood gender in a whole new light. I better understood the separation between gender and sexuality. And even though Amanda had undergone gender reassignment surgery, I better understood why that shouldn't matter to the rest of us. In addition to serving as a perspective-giving tool, 
The book is just really excellent. I blew through it in just a few days. A total page turner. I love Amanda and her trio of girlfriends. I love her relationship. I love her parents. The suspense was killing me. It's just a great read. And we'll be back with more recommendations in just a moment. All right, keeping it in the book world, next up is the Crazy Rich Asians trilogy. I gushed about Kevin Kwan's series during our roundtable last week, and for good reason. I want to be clear. Read the three books, Crazy Rich Asians, China Rich Girlfriend, and Rich People Problems. Kevin's prose is so lush and descriptive, and yet the wealth described is still truly unfathomable. The characters are so compelling, the drama so intense. Every character, except one in one book, is Chinese. First of all, when was the last time you read a book or watched a movie that was not the Crazy Rich Asians film adaptation, where every character was of Asian descent? And that's important. Again, as someone who is not Asian in any way, the book serves as an important reminder that people are just people. They have marital problems. They have complexes given to them by their mothers. They have insecurities about their bodies and their wealth and their status. They have holiday traditions and family gatherings and family rituals. On top of that, the book includes a look at, quote, mainland Chinese, Singaporean Chinese, and ABC, American-born Chinese, all terms that Kevin Kwan uses himself in the books. And between these characters, we get to see culture clashes. We get to see elitism. We get to see status climbing. We get to see hierarchy. It's dramatic and it's fascinating. So get to reading. Finally, our expert Sheena recommended the autobiography Amateur about a trans person who enters a boxing competition. Growing up, they experienced displays of masculinity by family members from the perspective of a girl and later a woman. As they enter this boxing world, they experience masculinity as a man. Now, I can't speak to this because I didn't read it personally, but from speaking to Sheena, similar to Interstate, Amateur's themes are not really about identity. They're about masculinity and the culture of genders. So, in honor of Interstate, I am adding that to my list and I hope you add it to yours. Moving into the television realm, I am obsessed with the Netflix series Never Have I Ever. If you subscribe to my newsletter at ruthiefearberg.com, you already know how much I love this show from executive producer Mindy Kaling. Devi Vishwakumar is our lead. She's a high schooler with a hot temper and relentless ambition. The series begins after Devi recovers from a mysterious illness. Her father, who was her biggest supporter and confidant, died suddenly. And just as suddenly, Devi experienced lower limb paralysis. Then, just as suddenly as she couldn't walk, she could. And yes, this part, as wild as it seems, is based on a true story. When she can walk again, Davy decided her number one priority is to have sex with the hottest guy in school, Paxton Hall Yoshida. The show is laugh out loud hilarious and is just the teen drama I pretty much always need. What's awesome is that an Indian teenager stands at the center of it. The series isn't about her Indianness, but we inherently learn so much about Indian culture and traditions, whether that's a funeral ritual for Davy's father 
or her mother's insistence on bringing a gift anytime you pass the threshold of another person's home. It's all just so real. And the supporting cast is stellar. Her best friends are Fabiola, a queer woman of color, and Eleanor, an Asian-American thespian. Just as we learned from Interstate, it's enough to put these characters and performers at the center of a story and just press play. It doesn't have to be about their otherness, and this is a prime example. Finally, I just binged the entire debut season of HBO Max's The Sex Lives of College Girls. Yes, the title is self-explanatory and boring, but that is the world we live in. The show is not boring. We follow four college sweetmates as they navigate their first few months of school. The main quartet includes Whitney, a black woman who is the new star of the soccer team, Layton, a white woman practically plucked from Gossip Girl's Upper East Side, who also happens to still be in the closet, Kimberly, a lower-class white woman who has never met a black person until her work-study job, and Bella, an Indian woman whose goal in life is to be a comedy writer but whose parents want her to be a doctor. And this is another one from Mindy Kaling, and I love it. There's also theater talent here. Renee Rapp, who is the winner of the National High School Musical Theater Awards from a few years ago and Broadway's former Regina George in Mean Girls the Musical, stars as Layton. Midori Francis, who was in Usual Girls and a play called The Wolves, plays a supporting character, a love interest. And Broadway director Lila Neugebauer helms the seventh episode of the series. It's sexy and flirty and so funny. Honestly, it's what we wanted the new sex in the city to be. And once again, it's not about any identity issue. We simply watch the sex lives of college girls. And identity just is. Truth be told, it was tough to find quality content with historically marginalized people at the fore. That lack is precisely why I included so many options this week and why I hope you'll rewind in your queue and listen to last week's episode on interstate and authentic trans, queer, and Asian American representation. After all, that is why we theater. Why We Theater is a product of the Broadway Podcast Network. It's edited and mixed by Derek Gunther. If you like the show, subscribe at bpn.fm, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review and tell your friends. Our theme music is by Benjamin Velez. Special thanks to Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Lee Silverman, Patrick Taylor, Wesley Birdsall, Elena Mayer, and Suzanne Chipkin. For more resources for change, info about our guests, and more, visit us at whywetheater.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.